0: Jesus' name. Glorious God, we thank you. We're grateful for the liberty of the sons of God. And we stand in that liberty today in the name of Jesus. Whatever our Father has not planted in our lives, in the name of Jesus, we command them uprooted now. We command them uprooted now. We declare that we live and walk in the reality of this liberty that the Father has given unto us. Therefore, we declare a breakage and an end to every act of the enemy, every encroachment under the territory of our lives and our affairs. We bring an end to them now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Almighty God. In Jesus' name we pray. Glory be to God. Please, before you take your seat, I want you to stand. Lift up your Bibles. This is my Bible. It is God's inner and unchanging word. It is my most valuable earthly possession. A lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I hide this words in my heart that I may not sin against God. The Bible is God talking to me personally. I therefore listen to it carefully and I do it fully. And I internalize it in my life by doing these four things. Know it in my head by diligent study. Store it in my heart. By memorization and meditation. Show it in my life. By doing his teachings. And show it in my world. By being a witness. Hereafter. I will never be the same. Never, never, never. In the name of Jesus. For his honor and glory. Both now and forevermore. Amen. Please you may warmly be seated. And I'll be glad if you just help me welcome somebody to your left and to your right. And say you're welcome to church this morning. I am glad that you're here. I am glad that you're here. Amen. Praise the Lord. Bring out your Bibles, bring out your notes and get set for the word of God. The Bible says each of them appearing in Zion. They take on new strength. They become stronger and stronger. I'm sure because of the inter. Interaction with the Word of God and the presence, the Spirit of the Lord in the house. Amen. Praise the Lord. Sometime at the beginning of the year in January, during the fasting and prayer, as I prayed, the Lord spoke to me on a particular matter. He said we should set aside a day in this church for us to bring a sacrifice to Him, a sacrifice to Him. When I had it. And it was confirmed over and over to me. I was excited because. I know that is a time. and opportunity to be blessed of God. God will not ask a sacrifice of us. If we cannot give it. God will not ask a sacrifice of us. If he doesn't have an intention. To receive the sacrifice from us. And to turn it into a blessing. In our lives. And beloved. I know that He's going to do what he has said he will do and so uh we've set aside the first sunday in the month of may that is next month the first sunday as our may sacrifice it will come forth once in a year in this church every first sunday in may we set aside as a day in which we bring our special sacrifice like presenting our isaacs unto god and i trust god that our lives will never remain the same again in Jesus name. This is not about our touch. They have come again. These pastors have come again. Uh, if you say we have come again. Keep your money. Are you with me? You didn't give last year. Or you didn't give before. It didn't make any difference. This is an opportunity for you. For you to experience a divine lifting. God will not ask a venison of you. If he's not to drop something special in your life. Are you listening to me? It is not supporting the work of God. It is not contributing anything. This is supporting your life. Praise God. Let me tell somebody, this is supporting your life. It's about your next level. It's about your lifting. Nobody goes up. Say it. Nobody goes up without dropping. And God wants you to drop at his feet. For him to elevate you. Amen. Turn with me your Bible. So, for this month, to prepare our heart... For the May sacrifice, I'm going to be teaching on the power to lay down throughout the month of uh, May, I mean, throughout the month of April on Sundays. On Tuesdays, we're going to be looking at who is the risen Lord. And for those of us that come for the midweek service, I have given us an assignment in which we're going to be breaking down during this month. Amen. 2 Samuel chapter 24, verse 21 to 25. I read from the New Living Translation, 2 Samuel 24 21 to 25. The New Living Translation. Now, it says this Why have you come, my Lord the King? I think I should give us a brief background to this particular text. If you read your Bible in Deuteronomy chapter 12, God instructed Moses to tell the children of Israel. That when you get to the land that he has promised. The land flowing with milk and honey. Be careful where you take your sacrifices to. For presentation to the Lord. He said don't just take it anywhere. Take it to a place you are sure that the Lord God has put his name there. Take it to that place. Now according to the writings of some authors like Josephus and so on. For over 700 years when they entered the land. God did not tell them Where this designated place be a- was And so some of the leaders Of thought in Israel picked some places Until they hear Or receive the revelation of the Lord For a place they are going to offer their Bring their sacrifices to And it so happened That on this particular occasion Out of an event that the devil Meant for bad The Bible says the devil moved David to number Israel, that is to go against God, even after the king had been warned by Joab and a few other concerned leaders that don't do this. It's against the desires of our God. The king's wish superintended. And as a result of that, Joab mobilized the army and they went for the census. Upon the presentation of the census result to the king, the Bible says that God broke out against Israel. And when God broke out against Israel... God did not go to the house of the king and even some of the leaders. God went to the populace because he knew that the heart of David was... uh, David had an interest of an average Jew, an average Israelite in his heart. In order for David to be pained by what he was going to do, he decided to hit the people, not even David or David's family. And so David, when he saw that, Because in rapid succession, a plague was ravaging the land. And Israel then, it was very, very strange for such a thing to happen. And so David, with the elders of Israel, went before the Lord. They lay before the Lord in sackcloth and ashes. And they began to cry to God for mercy, for help, and so on. Thank God for a king like David. He knew that he made a mistake. And as they say in the English language, a leader sin is a leading sin. Somebody else could have numbered Israel and probably, fact, you have to be a king to have the ability to number the entire Israel. Somebody else could have done it and maybe God would overlook. But God did not overlook it in because it originated from a leader. But that being, as it may, God then had, you see, he looked out for what the leader was going to do. One, David took responsibility for his errors. Two, he went before God and said God it is not the people it is me if you deal with me and my house you will be You will be doing right but spear the people oh God while he was supplicating before God like some writing said on the fourth day of his supplication suddenly the heavens were opened to him and he saw a vision and in that vision what happened was that he saw an angel the destruction angel and as the angel was ravaging the land the angel also spoke to him and gave him a solution the solution was this that david should go to a particular spot in israel and he should go there and offer a sacrifice unto god why a spot why a sacrifice is all in the wisdom of god but writings have shown that the spot that david was directed to that is the story we're going to read now had a connection with the spot that Abraham was sent to go and offer his son Isaac. In today's Israel, that spot is still a contested spot. It's a contested spot because that is where the Al-Aqsa mosque is located. And we know from readings in Revelation, the temple of the Lord will still be built in that place. Are you listening to me? And if God's word said it, it's going to come to pass. If you know the story, of, just go Google Al-Aqsamos and see all the things that are going to take place. At the end of Ramadan now, it is projected by the Israeli authorities that there will be some violence around that place also. Because it's a spiritual spot in Israel. Praise the Lord. Now, when David got that revelation, suddenly things began to piece together. What the devil meant for evil... God turned it to give a revelation of victory for his people. So that when Solomon eventually erected the temple of Solomon in that place, it became a reference point for all Israel. When he was dedicating the temple, he said to God, God, wherever a Jew is on the land or people that subscribe to your name, in whatever circumstance or problem they are in, when they turn to face the direction of this temple whatever prayer they pray Lord hear, Lord answer and God committed himself to it if my people who are called by my name on and on and on and on and on such that when Daniel was in Babylon and he opened his windows to the east he was facing the temple and he began to pray all the prayers that were done in that way because the name of the Lord is there God committed himself to it. Why did he have so much power? Because it was backed with sacrifice. It was backed with a God-accepted sacrifice. It became a transgenerational source of blessing. Who knows? If the sacrifice you are bringing to God this year, in the first Sunday of May, might just be one who opened a vista of opportunity, a transgenerational opportunity, that not only you would out of it, or will benefit out of it. Your children and your children's children will benefit from it. After all, the Bible says a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. Often times, the real inheritance are not the physical inheritance or things we call inheritance. The most important thing a father, a father can give to his children, or a grandfather can leave to his children, the most important thing are memories and stories about how they came about to be where they are at this time that was one of the things that god said to the children of israel when you enter into that land make sure you reenact you tell the stories of the deliverances you tell the stories of what the lord had done to bring you to this point memories are so important because memory gives perspective memories give relevance And it's important so that we'll be able to appreciate what is happening in this place. Now, I read, Araunah asked David, the king, Why have you come, my lord, the king? Araunah asked. David replied, I have come to buy. He made it clear. I have come to buy. I have come to buy. I have come to buy. I didn't come with a legislation. I didn't come to say about I didn't come to say I have come to claim for the house of the Lord. No, 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 no. I have come to buy. I have come to buy. You cannot present something that doesn't cost you anything as a sacrifice unto God. Because God wants to know how important is that to you? I told a story in earlier service about the story of the pig and the chicken. The story of the pig and the chicken is all over the internet. Go Google it about sacrifice. There was something the animal kingdom was going to do, and there are many variants of the story. The pig and the chicken were talking. The chicken boldly told the pig, I'm going to contribute 12 eggs. And the pig said, That is good your 12 eggs will go a long way in helping the cause of the animal kingdom. But for me, demand has been laid on me to contribute 2 pounds of bacon. If they are going to get 2 pounds of bacon from from me or ham from me, it means that they are going to cut out of my flesh at least 4 to 4.5 pounds so that by the time they finish the processes, what will remain will be at least 2 pounds and above because the pig has a lot of water. The pig muscles and so on. He said, if they take away four pounds or four and a half pounds from my body, I would have lost a lot of blood. A lot of other physiological changes would take place. Invariably, I would die. So, what we are going to do for you is a contribution. A contribution of convenience. For me, it is not a contribution. For me, it's my life. It's a sacrifice I'm putting at the table. Beloved of God, when God calls for a sacrifice, it means a sacrifice it's not a contribution it's not a support do you understand what I'm saying it's not a contribution it's not a support keep your contribution keep your support what God is asking us for is a sacrifice something that costs you something that in fact you'll be afraid to drop it something that when you drop it you will leave sad are are you listening to me have you ever given an offering to God that after you have given the offering you are so you are even angry with God Uh, have you given that kind of offering Oh, he has made some demands on me. Like, I, I said, go. Ooh. The more you bind, the more it loses. And God, you know, is God. Okay, ba, <laughs> take. I go. Whether you say or you bring it in tears, or you bring it kneeling down, God will still take it. Hello? That is, you see, God can take your offering cheerfully. But when it comes to sacrifice, eh, it's something that will cost you something. And so, whether you are at, at that state, God doesn't look at your face, because it is not what you are dropping that is looking at. It is what is in His hands to put into your life. Is somebody listening to me today? He sees you better. He sees you healthier. He sees you in your next level. He sees you developing wings and flying, because it's the wind beyond your steps, be, be below your steps. Amen. This was where David was. David said, "I'm going to buy your threshing floor." And to build an altar to the Lord there. He's not just going to collect the threshing floor. He's going to build. He has to prepare the altar for the Lord. And these are investments. It was not from the state he's going to pay. David paid from his own pocket. He said, so that, so that he will stop the plague. Verse 22. Araunah offered him. He said, take it, my Lord the king. And use it as you wish. Arana said to David, Here are the oxen for bond offerings, and you can use the threshing balls and ox yoke for wood to build a fire on the altar. I will give it all to you, your majesty. May the Lord your God accept your sacrifice. But the king replied to Arana, No, I insist on buying it, for I will not present bond offerings to the Lord my God. That have cost me nothing. So David paid him 50 pieces of silver for the threshing floor and the oxen. And David built an altar there to the Lord and sacrificed bond offerings and peace offerings. And the Lord answered his prayer for the land. And the plague on Israel was stopped. Amen, somebody. David bought. He could have used the instruments of the state. The institutions of the state to claim that land. But he chose to buy. He didn't even use state funds to buy. He used his personal funds to buy. Ladies and gentlemen. What is a sacrifice? In looking at this. I started by looking at a contemporary dictionary. And one of the contemporary dictionaries that I know. That is extremely very good. And I have seen some of the top ministers. That I listen to. They use it quite a bit is the american heritage dictionary It says a sacrifice is the act of giving up something something you really want to keep for the sake of a better cause something you really want to keep but you give it up for the sake of a better cause he says it is the act of offering something to a deity for a propitiation propitiation is simply to entreat the favor of the deity to appease the deity or to pay homage to the deity, he said it is the act of giving something highly valued for the sake of something else considered to be of a greater value or claim. He said, sacrifice is relinquishing something at a less cost than his market value. Beloved of God, sacrifice. Sacrifice. I have a short time to go. So I will go straight to a particular point. I want to make there. The story is told. In Mark chapter 14. Verse 3 to 9. The story of the alabaster box. The Bible says that this woman. Came. Had the news. Mark chapter 14. Verse 3 to 9. Jesus was invited to a dinner. By a rich man in her neighborhood. And she got to know because other guests were invited to come and dine with the man, and she remembers she had some encounters prior to Jesus. I mean, prayer with Jesus, and she knew what this man had done in her life. She regarded him as the Son of God that he is, and she came with that mindset. There's something she had been keeping the alabaster box contains special fragrance that according to some writings she was going to use to present herself to her husband she was keeping it for the night of her marriage of her wedding so that she would douse herself with it like esther was giving some things to prepare herself to be acceptable to the king this was what she kept that alabaster box for remember in that alabaster box think about it for a moment the bible says it was an expensive alabaster box costing about 300 denarii more than a year's wage she had others felt that it could have been sold and given to the poor because it was a waste in that place they were saying it quietly among themselves but Jesus picked the frequency of their thoughts and their words and began to speak he said leave her alone In that box, listen, that lady worked to get the money to buy the fragrance. That lady denied herself of some things to put fragrance into place. It was her future, her acceptance that was in that box. Because the tokens of the wedding demands that the jewish lady will present herself that way to her husband but in this particular case what she was expecting what she had been saving towards her future was in that box her frustration was in that box her self denial was in that box everything about her was in that box and so when she heard that Jesus was coming she looked at the future Maybe the young man was even around. We don't know. But she decided that this man, she was going to use it to anoint him. Why? Out of love. Out of appreciation. Out of sacrifice. She wanted to do something that would be meaningful. And so she took her future. She took the joy of her settlement in her husband's home. She took her acceptance The Bible says she got to where Jesus was and she broke it and used the oil to anoint him. What a passion. Can you break your future for God? That was sacrifice. That was her security for her home but she decided to drop it for God. But guess what? While she did that, she didn't know God never revealed to any prophet that Jesus must be anointed before he goes to the cross. No prophet knew. And so she could not have read it anywhere. But because of her desire to please God, because of her desire and her love for God, what represented her future, she used it to connect her life in all eternity that men will stay on this side of eternity. Because Jesus said, What she has done, wherever this gospel is being preached, it will be talked about. She connected with one. Two, connection. Jesus said, She has come to anoint me before I go to the cross. How did she know? It was things in the thoughts of God. God never disclosed it. Do you know that with a sacrifice in your hands, something that is heavy and precious in your hands, and you bring it before God you can connect to a dimension of God that you never knew nobody in your family has ever known that he exists David was just in his house he remembered the fact that as a shepherd boy was running around when he got promoted a bit he began to run around for, run around for Saul after a while he was running away from Saul he went through all kinds of things lo and behold now he's king in Israel David king of Israel. It meant so much to him. And the Bible says God had given him peace all around. One day he was just strolling through his palace. As he was strolling through the palace in the city of David. The Bible says David, something came to his heart. But I can guess a bit. David probably looked through the window of his house. In a section of his house because of his heart for God. In a section of his house he looked across there was a tent and he knew what was in that tent because david has instituted an order of worship in that tent music was going on to worship the lord god almighty There were priests there he had instituted that order and so he could hear their singing he could hear their worship suddenly it dawned on him me a bush boy from the back side of the forest god brought me out taking care of hews and lambs he brought me out and he's giving me this moreover he has made me king over his heritage how can i be in this kind of house and god's temple god's ark will be staying in a tent david made up his mind that he was going to build a house for god when he decided that even god was surprised at what david did god said tell him he doesn't need to build a house for me but for what he has decided, I will build for him an eternal dynasty. And up to today, in the nation of Israel, the, the rulership of David is still being revered today. And God built him a dynasty. Beloved of God, how did David shunt into that? David shunted into that by having a heart for God and was willing to sacrifice for God. Beloved of God, hear me. Sacrifice connects you. Not just to your immediate future. But it's institutes a generational uh, benefit for the rest of your life. Sacrifice is the key for you to connect to the thoughts of God in your life. Sacrifice is the key for you to connect with some dimensions of God in your life you never knew exist. And so, if God is demanding of us sacrifice at this time, it means that there is something in God's heart that God wants us to do. That woman brought her future and laid bare. David was willing to use all the resources he had got to ensure that a temple, a a house was built for God. Even when God said, don't build it. Go and read. When Solomon was to take over, everything that was needed for the house of the Lord, of his own resources, David had produced everything, provided everything. The architectural designs that took place, David had done everything. He would have built it. But for the fact that God said no. And it has become something. That the world is being blessed today. Do you care about what God is thinking? Do you care about shunting? Shunting. is dropping into the conversations of heaven. Concerning you. Concerning your family. Concerning your next level. Thank God for prayer. It is good to pray. But beloved of God. There is not everything like that that prayer will answer to. After you have prayed, listen for instructions. After you have received the instruction, go ahead and carry them out. Obey them. And some of this instruction could cost you. And at times you may not even get any instruction at all. God might just be quiet, looking at you, like He was quiet concerning David until David made a move before God spoke. Until the woman with the alabaster box made a move before the Lord Jesus spoke. And David got to know that he had shunted into the thoughts of God concerning him. You can get to know the thoughts of God. Much more today. Because Jesus has said, when the Holy Spirit comes, it will take of what is mine and make bare to you. Beloved of God, don't miss this opportunity of this day of sacrifice. First Sunday in May. Go and pray. Go and talk to God. So on first. It might be our Isaac that God would make a demand for. God might not even say anything to you. Just waiting to see what you will do. God didn't say anything to Cain. God didn't say anything to Abel before they brought their sacrifice. They saw their parents do it. And they decided to do. But however, Abel, because of the value he had for God, the Bible says God accepted him first and then accepted his offerings. Cain, on the other hand, was a lewd fellow and so he was rejected automatically. What came out of him was also rejected. Beloved of God, present yourself to God first, the Bible says in Romans chapter 12, as a living sacrifice, and then open your heart to God. Let Him tell you, Do this for me. If He says, Fine. If He does not say, Make up your mind. From the knowledge of scripture that you know. That I will not give God what does not cost me anything. It doesn't matter whether you are going to cry or not. In Psalm 118 verse 27. It says bind the offering with cause. When you have prepared your sacrifice. Your sacrifice will talk to you. How does your sacrifice talk to you? Your sacrifice will tell you his alternative uses. Your sacrifice will tell you needs in your life that you need to take care of. Your sacrifice will tell you other good works it would not even have told you about before. Simply because you want to give it to God. Something will say, ah, no, don't do that now. Don't do that. You can do it next month. Don't do it now. Go and do this. Go and do this first. Alternative uses will be the Bible says, once you have identified the sacrifice, bind it. Don't let it talk. Just bring it to God. Whether you bring it to God cheerfully. If it's a sacrifice Or you bring me to God cryfully When it comes to sacrifice God will take from you Because at the end of the day It's like Isaac asking for a venison It's not about the venison It's about what the father carries To release to you Bow your heads let's talk to God Bow your heads talk to God You are a child of God God speak to me God I open my heart to you If the woman with the labasa box knew that giving her future. Will give her a future. In God. I don't know if she would have done more. But she gave to God her best. She gave to God her joy. She gave to God her acceptance. Today. Whether you like it or not. You will hear the story of the alabaster box. Because Jesus said. Anywhere this gospel is being preached. Is that story will be told. What a memorial. What a memorial. I want God to set a memorial for me too. I want God to give me a transgenerational blessing for me and my family. I want God to do that for me. If God is going to do that, I must follow how he does it in scripture and do it. And one of the ways is bringing a sacrifice before the Lord. Baron, talk to God today. If you are here, you are not born again. You don't know Jesus as your Lord and personal savior. This is a good day to give your life to Christ. That's the beginning. Of what you need to do. And so I want to quickly pray now. If you are here you are not born again. Please pray this prayer with me. You can raise up your hand and stand. Let me quickly pray with us. If you are at home watching me. Please pray this prayer. At the end of the prayer please. Just call the numbers on the screen. If you are online. Somebody will be at the other end to pray with you. If you are in the house here. Pastor Fidel is standing to my left. Look at him. Immediately after go see him. He will tell you the next step. Pray with me. Father God, I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. I believe in my heart that he died for my sins. And I confess with my mouth today, Lord, that he is Lord of my life. Receive me today as your child. In line with your word, I am born again. And so, I declare, help me to walk worthy of you unto all pleasing in Jesus' name. I pray for you all today that this word you have heard, the Holy Spirit will expand it in your hearts in the name of jesus that god will make you a faithful hearer and a doer of his word in jesus name as you enter into the week i speak the blessings of the lord upon you i declare that the son of the stranger cannot exert over you he is not allowed to taste of your wine i declare that any threat from friendly fire accidental discharge calculated discharge to come against you or your interest i say for your sake today it will not answer in the name of jesus the lord hear your prayer the lord grant you your petitions this week as many as i incense against you i silence them in the name of jesus that have set up their skins To catch you one way or the other I say he that digged a pit shall fall into it I declare you escape You jump you pass You escape you jump you pass You escape you jump you pass I pronounce the favor of God Upon you I pronounce the favor of God upon you I pronounce the protection of God Upon you Go and excel Go and excel Go and excel And have the desires of your heart released to you. Get ready for supernatural favor, superlative favor this week. In the name of the Lord Jesus, God bless you. Amen. Let's receive God's servant, Pastor